We've heard the results from last night's Iowa caucuses. Former President Trump won decisively with about 51 percent of the vote. Ron DeSantis was a distant second and Nikki Haley third. Next to vote is New Hampshire, the state where Caroline Levitt is from. She is a former Republican congressional candidate there and now a spokeswoman for Trump's political action committee. The former president is expected to campaign a lot in New Hampshire in the next few days. How is he viewing the importance of your state? Well, first of all, let me just say that last night's historic win in Iowa uh, brings great momentum to President Trump and to the America First movement. He, uh, the results were called last night in less than 30 minutes. He mm-hmm. had a historic, unprecedented victory of 30 points, breaching that 50% threshold. Uh, he won nearly all 99 counties. And so I think the people of Iowa showed that they are enthusiastically backing the former president. And the people of New Hampshire, my great home state, are going to do the same. He will be here pretty much every single night between now and our primary next Tuesday. I know many people personally who are very excited to attend his rallies and events over the next week and hear his vision for the next four years. It's time for us to turn the page away from this Republican primary and move forward to focus on our ultimate opponent, which is Joe Biden and the Democrats. And you heard that unifying message. That's interesting that you mentioned trying to turn the page. New Hampshire is seen as a state where Nikki Haley has a better chance than than elsewhere. If you're able to deny her, do you think you put this nomination away? I think the president put it away last night. I think last night's resounding victory uh, showed that Nikki Haley nor Ron DeSantis have a practical pathway to the nomination. If the polls hold true in New Hampshire, as they did in Iowa, yes, he will be victorious here as well. It's unfortunate that Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis did not choose to back out like Rivek Ramaswamy, stop wasting millions of dollars so we can, again, take this fight to the Democrats. There's a couple of practical questions here for the former president that no candidate has ever faced. One of them being this. How will he campaign in weeks to come and months to come while also facing continued court proceedings and multiple civil suits and multiple indictments? There is no one that has more tenacity and a a greater work ethic than President Trump. He arrived last night in New York at 3.30 in the morning. He's going to the courthouse this morning, and then he's on his way back to New Hampshire to give a raucous rally speech in front of a very large crowd. So he will be on the campaign trail as much as possible. It's very unfortunate what the Democrats are doing with these election interference cases, trying to pull the president off of the campaign trail. That is exactly why they scheduled the trials for these dates. But it's not going to matter because people see right through it. They believe in the president and they want their lives to return to what they felt like under his leadership. If if you'll if you'll forgive me, I'll grant that last point that there may be some people who felt better about uh, Trump as president than they do about Biden as president. But when you state the motivations of nonpartisan judges and uh, independent lawyers, we're going beyond the facts that we know. You're stating the motivations of people who have said they're trying to do their job in an independent way and following up on things like the attack on the Capitol on January 6, 2021. I want to ask a question, if I can, about the way that this would unfold in a general election if uh, former President Trump is able to uh, claim the nomination and go on to the general against Joe Biden. You had an experience that feels like it was relevant here. You ran for Congress in New Hampshire, which can be a swing state, in 2022. You won a Republican primary, a big primary, a 10-way primary, and you said that you felt the 2020 election was stolen. That was a central part of your message. You did get the nomination, but you lost the general election in 2022. Is there a risk that Donald Trump would face the same fate this fall? 
No. The majority of the American people, including here in New Hampshire, do have concerns about election integrity. As President Trump said last night, we need to straighten out our elections. We need paper ballots. We need one day of voting. We should be learning our election results in the same night uh, that people cast their ballots and their votes. It shouldn't take weeks to do that in the United States of America. We need election integrity or we will not have a country. That's very important. Everybody's going to vote by paper ballots, but the election result is going to be known the same night. That doesn't sound very practical, setting aside the other issues. We did it for hundreds of years before uh, voting machines. America has done it uh, for 200 plus years, actually, as a matter of fact. And many nations around this world uh, do that as well. And you hear their results in the same exact night. When it is not close, that is. Caroline Levitt is a spokesperson for Trump's Political Action Committee and joined us earlier this morning. NPR's Franco Ordonez, who's covering the presidential campaign, was listening along. Hey there, Franco. Hey, Steve. What do you make of what you just heard there? I mean, she was very on message, and I was very interested to hear uh, her kind of echoing the same message that Trump has, that they really want to put this all to bed. They wanted a big win in Iowa. They also want a big win in New Hampshire to kind of stop the momentum of any more rivals. They're halfway there, but... You know, New Hampshire is a different animal. They got more independent voters in New Hampshire. That's not an area where Trump has always done the best. He's much better with conservatives and religious right, which are more prevalent in Iowa. Um, Let's talk about something that she discussed there having to do with the 2020 election. Trump lost the 2020 election, according to thousands of election officials in both political parties, according to dozens of court cases, even according to recounts and audits uh, afterward. Uh, But she raised the issue of changes to election rules and specifically requiring paper ballots. What do you make of that? Yeah, I find that very interesting because after the 2020 election, you know, Republicans kind of changed gears and they started talking about we need to be more open to mail-in voting. Uh, It was really felt that, you know, Trump's push during that election, during that campaign, that pushing for going to the booths really hurt them and that the Democrats had an advantage because so many had people had voted early. Actually, last year at the beginning of the primary season, the Republican Party was saying, hey, we need to you know, push for early voting. But now Trump in the most recent months um, has saying, no, let's get back to paper ballots. Let's get back to voting on one day. Uh, And Caroline said the same thing. In our conversation, we also talked about immigration. Does Trump have an advantage on a substantive issue there? I mean, he does. I mean, certainly a more American's Polls show that they are more supportive of uh, Trump's views on immigration. That's why you're seeing Biden and his uh, and the Biden administration to kind of look to move to the right on that. These discussions right now on the Hill have nothing to do with kind of comprehensive immigration reform, legalization. That's a long Democratic push. But this is more about border security. And I think that's reflective um, how this is an area where Republicans and Trump have an advantage. And Pierce Franco Ordonez, thanks so much. Thank you.